Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Hot Dinner Club Podcast, episode 217. I'm your humble host, Darius, and it feels so good to be back. Um, last week, big shout out to everyone who tuned into last week. We got some new listeners. Shout out to everybody who was first tuned in. Shout out to everybody who's been listening since day one. I always got to give you guys praise because without you guys, this podcast would not be Whereas at today, we are deep into the podcast. We're going to make three years soon. And we're going to throw like a big old party when we make three years. But nonetheless, we got, a good, we got a good show. I got a good show for you guys. Man. We got some NFL news. We got a former MVP finally getting signed to an NFL team after um, going through a whole offseason of not being signed to a team. Uh, controversy. We got some trending topics. We got some voice actors and actors stepping down from roles. What does that mean? And we also have the BT Awards recap, who had the best performances, in my opinion, and who took on the uh, all the like the good awards that we really care about. So we're going to start off with trending topics. I'm actually going to start off with the BT Awards. Now, you guys don't know, the BT Awards... Always hold their awards around June. Now, they did something a little bit different this year. With everything that's going on with Big Rona, a.k.a. Miss Miss Sexy, a.k.a. COVID-19, she basically... She basically made the BET Awards very, very different. So, they did it virtual. Now, I didn't get a chance... I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, BET Awards. But from just, you know, if, if you have a Twitter... You can watch it on Twitter. Twitter tells you everything. I was, I was, I was, um, I was basically watching it on Twitter, and you know we saw some performances, we saw some things like that. And like I said, it was virtual, so this was the first time that we really got to see a virtual award show in the music industry, um, especially because coronavirus has ruined those in-person experiences. And I saw someone tweet that it's kind of awkward and weird when you hear a joke and it's like really quiet because obviously when a live audience or even in an audience. You have some type of reaction, but at home you're watching. There's no audience, so you're like, "Wow!" But some of the people who were there, uh, Lil Wayne, Alicia Keys, the Baby, Roddy Rich, um, just you know, some those are some of the people who were there, and the people who performed. Because if you don't care about, I feel like some people don't care personally about the award, like the awards itself, you know. And if you do care about the awards, you care about the big one. Who's gonna win? You know, best male hip hop artist. Who's gonna win album of the year? Who's gonna win female? hip-hop artists, especially when there's, like, so much controversy between two great female artists. I know, I remember it was a few years ago when, I think it was 2018, when they did the uh, BET Awards and Cardi B won Best Female Hip-Hop Artist over Nicki Minaj, and obviously there was a beef between them. Then, I believe that following year, um, yeah, the following year, 2019, she wins a Grammy. Nicki Minaj never won a Grammy. I believe she's been nominated, but she never won a Grammy. So, you know, when you have controversies like that, you really want to watch the show to see who wins. But we all know these award shows are not about the actual music itself, the quality of the music. It's about who's popular. Prime example, the Migos won Best Male Group, and they haven't really dropped anything within the last year as a group. I know they dropped singles, but they haven't dropped the album. I believe their last album was Culture 2. And that was 2018? Yes, that was 2018. So they won it, but they didn't drop anything. So that's why, to me, I really don't like award shows because I always feel like they're very biased. It's always who's hot, who's selling right now. It's not really who has the best piece of work. Is is this person music really selling? Is this person music playing in the clubs? Can we bop to it? No pun intended, it's the baby. Um, but speaking of the baby, he had a performance. He performed this hit song with um, 
with Roddy Rich, and it was a dope performance. He kind of he demonstrated the whole. He had the George Floyd cop being on his neck, and he had a little verse dedicated to him. Roddy Rich, uh, Roddy Rich did his thing with his performance. Obviously, Meg Thee Stallion, she did her thing. The BET Awards played a special tribute to the late great Kobe Bryant, who passed away June 26 in a terrible helicopter crash. R.P. Kobe Bean. Um, I believe Lil Wayne performed a song called Kobe Bryant. And it was actually great to see Lil Wayne perform. Um, obviously, it wasn't great to see him perform under those circumstances of his own home. But it was great to see him perform. Summer Walker also performed. And like I said, these all these people, um, I believe, performed in their homes. But I think these performances were pre-recorded. So, but nonetheless, it was still cool to see the performances. Personally, I feel like the baby had the best. Uh, the baby and... Um, Roddy Rich had the best performance, and just to be a little bit biased, I think it's rel- I think they have it because they were the performance is very relevant to what's going on to in today's society, and I think that's in my opinion everybody who's you know African American musician should have did some type of performance in that and na- like in that field just to kind of shed more awareness and light to it, but I definitely think they had the best performance. Um, but let's get to let's let's get to the, the, oh I'm sorry. Meg Thee Stallion, she also had a good performance, but I, I, I always feel like she's going to have the best performance just because of her songs, and, you know, she's probably going to do a little twerking, and, you know, everybody, every dude loves some twerking, especially for Meg Thee Stallion, but shout out to, um, shout out to all the performers, Summer Walker, Lil Wayne, Alicia Keys, she also performed, she did her thing, I think they opened up, they, I believe they opened up the show, too, with the, uh, a tribute to the Black Lives Matter and things like that, that's also cool, because, BET, Black Entertainment Television. It, it really makes sense. It was black everything, so you gotta love it. But to the awards itself, album of the year, and I think this album was the best album of 2019. You could argue with your mother. Um, Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial. That album is like the best album of 2019. Now, that album came out in December 2019, and I didn't listen to it until about January. And you know the hit song, The Box. That was like the number one song for weeks until I think Drake dethroned that song. Um, that It has The Box, High Fashion, Backseat, Tiptoe, um, Start With Me. He has so many like just great songs on that album. And that was his debut album too. And for his debut album to get that much love, to have that many features, he had Meek Mill on it. He was supposed to have a feature with Kendrick Lamar, but apparently it got, it got like... I guess they, the, the label or whatever didn't put it out. Um, that would have been definitely dope if he would have got the Kendrick Lamar uh, feature. He had A Boogie with the hoodie on it. He had Gunna, um, Ty Dolla Sign, obviously Mustard. I, I personally think that album was the best album in that album class. Um, he definitely deserved it. So big shout out to Roddy Rich for winning album of the year. Um, best female R&B and pop artist Lizzo won. I definitely think... Um, I know it was Lizzo. Obviously, Beyonce was nominated. She gets nominated every year. She doesn't even have to drop an album or anything, and she still gets nominated. Like she don't, she doesn't even have to drop. She cannot drop anything for the next four years, and she'll still get nominated for that award. But Lizzo won. Um, obviously, we know the year that Lizzo had. I remember first seeing her. She was at, I believe it was the Grammys. And she was twerking and playing the flute. That's when I really like realized her. I didn't know about you know the song that she had. Um, other artists nominated for that award, like I said, Beyonce. Uh, her, I think her should have won. I love her. That's 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 the homie. 
Um, shout out to her, no pun intended. Um, best male artist, obviously Chris Brown. I feel like that's his award. He's always gonna win. Like, who really is gonna beat Chris Brown in that award? As far as like best male um, R and B slash pop artist. So shout out to Chris Brown. Uh, best best male hip hop artist, the baby. I definitely think that Roddy Rich should have won. Um, I believe it was Roddy Rich, Future, uh, the baby, obviously because he won Drake and a couple of other people. But I definitely think Roddy Rich should have won, but I felt like the baby was just putting out a lot of more music um, than Roddy Rich was. Because after Roddy Rich dropped his album, he kind of just let the album do all his work. He didn't really like put out anything. He was featured on some stuff, but he really wasn't putting out his own soul music. Um, he didn't put out a summer anthem yet. So, and the baby really was just like releasing music after music after music after music. So I could kind of understand why the baby got it. Um, best female hip hop artist. If you guys don't know, it's the Stallion, Meg. Ah, like you know, you yeah, I really yeah, I like that. I did. That's my that's my Meg impression. But definitely Meg. Um, getting the feature of Beyonce on um on their hit song, the number one song in the country. The, I believe it's the number one song in the country, but if not, it was the number one song in the country. Um, then getting a Nicki Minaj feature with Hot Girl Summer Remix. Um, she came out of the blue, wilding, you know what I mean, with freestyles, finally got her little shine. Now she won uh, Best Female Hip Hop Artist. I think the other, I believe the other uh, nominees was Nicki Minaj. Cardi B, who's been very... I'm, I'm like, surprised. Cardi B in the music industry has been very quiet. And she's, like... She's been vocal with, like, what's going on around, like, with the social injustices. But as far as, like, her own music, she hasn't really been dropping. Um, apparently, she's working on her second album. You know, she getting her ghostwriters ready. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to Meg for wearing that. And then, best new artist, my man, Roddy Rich. My man deserves a Grammy. For that, if you guys have not heard his album, if you guys have not heard Roddy Rich's album, please go listen to that album. Please excuse me, please excuse me for being antisocial. Album of the year in 2019. He had the best album. Yes, the best album. So, big shout out to the BT Awards. Like I said, I didn't tune in, um, but a lot of people on Twitter were saying that yo, this award show is better than the actual like in-person award show. Like the virtual award show is better than the regular award show i don't really know how because when people were telling those jokes you know what i mean like you're not really you're not hearing people laugh like it's mad awkward when you tell a joke and like nobody laughs force like when people are there but when people are not there you can't hear laughing to me that's awkward so anyway speaking of laughing the hit show the big big mouth now if you guys don't know big mouth is a netflix original show series um it's about teenagers um going through puberty now, there's a character named Missy. Uh, shout out to the homie Kimbo. I used to always say she reminds me of Missy, especially the way that, that Missy talks um, and in the way Kimbo talks. Uh, Kim, if you guys don't know. So, the character who plays Missy, um, Jenny Slate, is out. She called quits. Now, the character she plays is a half, half black, half white um, uh, female character. And Jenny Slate is white. So, she stepped down. She basically said that, you know, black... Black characters should be should be played by black actors, actresses, or actors, and I completely agree. Um, I don't think that a white person should be voicing a black character. Now I get it, you know, Missy is Jewish and, and Jewish and black, so I can understand why she, you know, got the role because she is half she is half white. But 
for the most part, she isn't like you know you want a you wouldn't I don't I don't think white people would want a black person playing a white character, and obviously we don't want a, a white person playing a bad character, um so. I think it's cool that she stepped down. Um, a lot of people are saying Ari Lennox, the R&B singer from the label Dreamville, should play uh, Missy. I don't really know why they're saying that. Um, I guess because of Ari Lennox's Ari Lennox's character and Missy's character is kind of like the same, so they feel like she's going to be a great voice actress. But I don't really see her doing that. I'm definitely, I don't know who I could really see playing that character as far as like black actress, but it's definitely going to be interesting. And not only was Jenny Slade the first person to do this, this was like a trend because if you guys don't know, right? Before I even tell you this, when I was young, right, and you watched Family Guy, you guys know who Cleveland is. Cleveland and then even the Cleveland show. I thought the voice actor for Cleveland was black the whole entire time. I'm like, what, 10, 11, 12 maybe when, you know, the Cle the family, when I first started watching Family Guy. So I see a black character, I'm automatically under the assumption, so I assumed, which you should never do, but I assumed that like, yo, like, this guy is is black. He's playing, it, it just makes sense, you know what I mean? Like, why would, why would a white person play a black character and try to understand, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, just at that age, that's what I thought. But once I got to a certain age, I realized that this guy is not. This guy is not black. This guy is white. And he's been playing Cleveland, Cleveland the whole entire time. They even gave him his own show. And like I said, this is a trend because now with Jenny, Jenny Slate was the first person to do this. And this is happening because of everything that's going on around the world ever since the, the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all those other names. Um, we're seeing statues. We're seeing like Confederate flags being taken down from campuses such as like Mississippi State. Um, the southern schools who have confederate flags still up these schools are taking them down and you have players who are like i will not suit up unless you take down that confederate flag unless you take down that statue you have statues of christopher columbus that are getting pulled down and broken and it's gotten even to the point where donald trump has signed an executive order basically saying if you vandalize or destroy a statue, you're going to go to jail, basically. That's what the executive order is. So I haven't seen any videos or heard anybody destroying statues, but it's so cool seeing it's so cool seeing some type of change. Now, I know I'm, I'm getting a little bit off topic. and I'm, I'm rambling. I'm going to get back on topic. But I know we just want the police held accountable for the Breonna Taylor death and obviously the George, the George Floyd death. Not only those guys, but for every other black man. Uh, unarmed black man or black man who's been murdered by either you know a white supremacist or a cop we want justice for them we want them hold accountable but these other things are also cool too because we're seeing we're seeing change change doesn't happen overnight slowly but surely we're going to i i personally feel like we're going to get those changes because people are still protesting people are still signing petitions people are still donating people are still talking about these things as long as we talk about it and keep it relevant and keep protesting change is going to come we gotta understand it's not gonna happen overnight you know we can't we can't get happy when one little thing goes like the cops are arrested nah we need convictions we need them to be sentenced that's when we that's when it becomes a victory but it's cool to see that you have people stepping down from these roles um and it's, it's cool to see it in the entertainment industry especially because these are these are people who are playing you know, African-American characters. And if you're a young person, you see that, you're automatically going to assume, like, hey, that person was voicing that character's black. And you do your little research, and you're like, wow, he's not. So, but back to the family guy. Mike Henry, the voice of Cleveland, he's stepping down. 
um, as playing as Cleveland. He basically said the same thing that Jenny Slate said, that this role should be for an African-American person. The African-American male should voice this African-American character, which makes complete sense. Um, Mark, uh, Mike Henry is a little bit of a different case because he's been doing Cleveland for a very long time. And I guess he doesn't... And I guess with everything that's going on, he felt like that was the right thing to do. Obviously, back then, he didn't think that. But now, with everything coming coming along and things like that, he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to... I'm gonna sit here and I'm not gonna, you know, voice uh, voice Cleveland anymore. So that's cool that he's doing that. And like I said, this is a trend because the Simpsons, Hank Erza stepped away from the role as Indian as an Indian character, Apu. Now, if you guys don't know Apu and the Simpsons, it's played by a white guy. You would never know that because they're act they're actors. They you would think that hey, this guy's Indian. Um, he's also stepping down. Now, he's stepping down because he was receiving criticism, but I also think this is because other white actors and actresses were stepping down. Now it's like, what are you going to do? Because you're voicing someone you're not. So now you we're going to we're gonna force you to do it. And he did. He said he did it because, you know, he faced a little bit of criticism. He faced criticism. And it's like, yeah, you were, you were doing his voice. You were doing his voiceover for a long time. You know what I mean? Why it took you? We, we, I... You kind of understand why it took him to do it now. But at the end of the day, like I said, he did it. Um, he's also not going to be playing Carl, Carlson, Lou, and Dr. Herbert. Most of the black characters, I believe he was voicing over in The Simpsons. He is going to be stepping away. And obviously, these shows are going, ha- are going to have to recast these characters. Now, before I, before I go to my next topic and trending topic... It's going to be interesting to see what these TV stations and creators of these shows do because if they... Here's here's how it's going to look from an outsider's perspective, right? If Big Mouth, let's say, ships Missy off, right? Because they can't find somebody or felt like they don't want to recast, they're going to look like they're racist and, they, and that they want that to be like, you know, we want a white... Act, actress to play a black character that's going to cause a lot of controversy and they're going to lose Netflix might pull them away or you know they might lose viewers a lot of people might say you know cancel culture is a thing now it's, it's, it's really toxic and bad like everybody's like saying let's cancel everything like you, they, like they're wilding right now but people might be like yo we can't rock with Big Mouth we have to we have to cancel Big Mouth because they didn't want to recast Missy and get a black actress, especially if you can find someone who's qualified. Same with Family Guy. If they ship, you know, Cleveland away, which they did when he got his own show, but if they ship him away, he never comes back. That just shows, you know, that tells you something. That's gonna these these shows are gonna really face a lot of backlash, you know, if that is the case. And I don't want it to be the case because I love Big Mouth. Um, I haven't watched like the new episodes of Family Guy, but I love the old Family Guy episodes. I'm not really, like, a big Simpsons fan, so I really won't... I mean, technically, I already canceled The Simpsons because I really don't watch it, but it's going to be interesting to see. Right now, um, from what I from what I saw, these characters have not been, you know, recasted yet. It's been still... It's been still... Um, it's been still, you know, up in the air. Like, these things are just really fresh right now. So, they haven't really recasted these characters, especially with Corona going around. I don't even think they're filming right now because of COVID. Uh, big Sexy, Big Rona. So, we'll see about that. Speaking of Netflix, um, Netflix is, is creating a series on Colin Kaepernick. Um, filmmaker Aver, 
Ava DuVernay, um, she's going to create a six-part series about his high school years. Now, if you guys don't know who Colin Kaepernick is, he's a former NFL player who played for the San Francisco 49ers, led them to the Super Bowl, and was one play away from winning a Super Bowl championship with that team. And he didn't even start that year. Um, in 2017, I want to say, 2017, 2000, I believe it's 2017, he took a knee. Um, silent protest against police brutality. Uh, after he took the knee, um, you know, he was released. And NFL really kind of just blackballed him. Now, if you pay attention to the NFL, they're allowing their players to really peacefully protest and knee. When, time and time again, Colin Kaepernick would say what this protest is for, this is not disrespecting the military because you had a lot of people who were saying this, the narrative was you are disrespecting the military. And it's funny and it's, it's ironic because a military a veteran told him to take the knee. A veteran told him to take the knee. Veterans told him it's not disrespectful. We know why you're fighting. And now in 2020, everyone that's, you know, the owners, not all the owners in the NFL, but you have some owners, the commissioners, like, we were wrong. But they haven't issued an apology to Colin Kaepernick. They haven't. Now you got teams saying, hey, we're interested in Colin Kaepernick. We're showing super interest. I think it's all propaganda. And it's, and it was bad because the NFL made a rule where they said if you kneel, you're going to you kneel during the national anthem. You're gonna get you're gonna get fined. They even they used to show the national anthem uh, before a game, especially like before a Super Bowl, before like the first game in the NFL season. Now they don't. They don't broadcast it anymore. They stopped broadcasting it because players were kneeling. And they even said if you if you feel like you're gonna go kneel, wait inside, wait inside um, the locker room, and then when you when we're done, you can come out. You're basically silencing your players. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, hey, okay, cool. You guys can do this. And now you got owners who are like, all right, we'll back you up. Where was that in 2017? Where was that in 2018? Where was that last season? Why is it happening now? But that's a topic for a different day. But I'm, 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 I'm anxious to see the Colin Kaepernick series because uh, we really don't. I feel like we don't really know much about Colin Kaepernick growing up. We know about him now, his activism, what he's doing off, off the field. You know what I mean? We knew about him when he was in the NFL, when he led the 49ers Super Bowl. But we don't know really about his childhood. You know, we don't... I believe he's a... I think he's um half black, half white, too. We know that. But that's it. Like, we don't know anything in high school, you know? I know he went to Nevada. You know, that was where he went to school. But outside of that, there's nothing. So it's definitely going to be cool. There has not been a release date. That was actually, that news actually broke um, today that he's going to be, um, that he's going to be, that they're going to make the series. I believe it's probably going to be sometime next year. We get this, we'll, we'll see the series come out. We'll probably get a trailer by the end of the year or early next year. And it'll definitely be out um, sometime either next year around the summer or the fall. So look out for that. Speaking of football, yes, football news, football news, football news. Yeah, I was doing a dance, y'all. So we got some football news, man. Now, this guy right here, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league when healthy, but he's had issues staying healthy. Um, and he finally, after being released by an organization that he carried, literally, like y'all know how y'all, y'all know how y'all, y'all um, when you go, your parents go grocery shopping. And, and you got mad bags and you want to make one trip. So you grab all the bags and you carry them back to the house because you don't want to go back. That's exactly what this cat, that's exactly what this man did. And the org, for the organization to, 
release him and do what they did to him was disrespectful because he was injured. Cam Newton. Yes, Cam Newton, former number one overall pick in the 2011 draft, former Arvin quarterback, former Carolina Panthers quarterback, signed a one-year deal to the New England Patriots. Yes, my New England Patriots. He is a New England Patriot. Now, there was talk. There was a lot of talk early in the season. Uh, not early in the season. Early in the offseason when he was released. He was released back in March. Um, the Panthers didn't want to pay him. Uh, they was going to have to owe him $18 million coming in this season. They didn't want to pay him that. Uh, they got a new head coach. Um, they got like a whole new. They're doing basically everything brand new. And they didn't want to pay him. So they released him. And there was a lot of talk that he was going to go to the Patriots. a lot of talk that he can go to the Bears. It was a lot of chatter. So even after today I was reading, um, there were only two teams that was really interested that actually talked to Cam Newton. That was the New England Patriots. And the Cleveland, I believe it was the Cleveland Browns. Now, I was very surprised that that was another team, the Cleveland Browns. I always felt like the only reason you would bring him in is to compete with Baker Mayfield to really test him. Be like, all right, you need to get it together. You're going into year four, and you year three, and you haven't really done what we expected you to do, what you've done in college. So that's like the only realistic reason you would bring Cam Newton in to really challenge Baker Mayfield because he really hasn't had... Any competition at the sort of starting quarterback position, like no one that can come in and threaten to take his job for him to really play. But Cam Newton is a Patriot. This is a guy who in 2011 won Rookie of the Year, threw for over 4,000 yards. 2015 led the Carolina Panthers to their one to their second Super Bowl appearance and almost won it. And he was only four years in the league. I believe he was like 24, 25. He was young. This man was. Like, if you watch his highlights on YouTube, this man was a highlight reel. He was like 6'5", 230, 240, had a cannon, and you couldn't bring him down. And now, he's a New England Patriot? That's a way... I mean, listen, after the Patriots lost Tom Brady, a lot of Patriots fans like myself was like, what are we going to do? The quarterback that we had on the rosters, the roster, it was Jerry Stidham, Brian Hoare, uh, and I believe Case, uh, and some other guy. Uh, we didn't even draft the quarterback. Um, so there was a lot of question on what were we going to do at quarterback. Is Jared Stidham, the young, the second-year pro out of Auburn, is he the guy that's going to lead this team? Um, and obviously that was that was a lot of questions. There was a lot of questions. There was a lot of concerns. Tom Brady leaves. He goes to Tampa Bay. What are we going to do? And then, again, there was a lot of talk that we were looking into Cam Newton. The Patriots were looking into Cam Newton. Like, yo, they're going to we're going to sign Cam Newton. Those talks died down. Yesterday, uh, the news broke that Cam Newton uh, is going to be a New England Patriot. It's a one-year deal. It's a low-risk deal. And I'm going to make this quick as possible. I'm trying to explain this to the best of my ability for people who don't know much about football. It's a one-year deal, right? So what this does for Cam Newton is if he can stay healthy, because that was the biggest problem with him. Last year, he only played two games. He missed the whole entire season after those three ga- after those two games with a foot injury. He got surgery. He's been having he had he had um concussions, shoulder injuries, and things like that. So he's been banged up. He's at the age of 30. Now, this is a guy who I said in the very beginning of this segment, who, when healthy, is a top, is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Now, if he can come in, learn the offense, stay healthy, this is a legitimate win for both sides because one, the Patriots get a guy for one year, they compete. And then if you've liked what he does, you sign him to a longer contract. You give him an extension because you're going to have the money next year. 
And for Cam Newton, if you play well, if you get you win ten games, you lead this team to the playoffs. Let's say you get into this. Let's say you get to the AFC Championship game and lose, and you carry that team or you do enough. That teams are now going to be like, oh, this guy played all games. He did well. He played phenom- He played phenomenal actually. Or even if he don't have to play phenomenal, he played well. That's going to open up more doors for him. Other teams are going to want to sign him now that don't need a quarterback. That are like, you know what? You're 31. We can get you for like three to four years. And I think that's what Cam Newton has to real. I think he realized that. He was like, if I really want to re, you know, if I want to start over, start fresh, and then play a year out, and then from there kind of just that was going to open the doors for me, New England Patriots is the perfect place to go because that is an organization that does that with talent like that. And he's going to stay healthy because of the organization. You know what I mean? My only thing issue with him is um, he's a dual threat quarterback. He likes to run and throw. And the reason why he's always, he was banged up is because he was, like, running and taking a lot of hits. Um, and this is the first time that the Patriots have a through that through. Sorry, guys. Ooh. This is the first time the New England Pages have a through a dual threat quarterback who can run and throw the ball. So now Bill Belichick, he has something to really play with for a year and potentially for three for the next three to four years. So, but I'm I'm excited, man. This is a guy. Listen, man. This is a guy who has 182 touchdowns, total touchdowns, rushing and passing, almost 30,000 passing yards. Remember, 2015 MVP. Led that team to the Super Bowl. His Carolina Panthers to their second Super Bowl appearance. He went 15 and one. 15 and one. 2011, he threw for over 4,000 yards. Anyone rookie of the year. This is a guy who can play. He just has to be given the right chance. And now he has the opportunity to do those things with the New England Patriots, with Bill Belichick, with Josh McDaniels. He has the talent around him. All he has to do is produce and stay healthy. And not after that. Everybody's going to start opening up their checkbooks more for him to come in. But um, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. But that's it for this week's episode, man. We got we got, we got got a little bit of everything. Um, Big shout-out to, like I said earlier in the episode, to everybody that tuned in. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Um, Again, thank, thank you so much for everybody who's been tuning in um, weekly uh, since day one. Shout-out to all the new listeners. Um. It's for you guys. Next week, we will be back with another episode. Now, one episode, one thing I haven't done in a very, very long time that I'm I'm going to do. I'm not even going to say I'm probably going to do. I'm going to do is a motivational episode. I have not done that in like four or five months. Ever since Corona started, I haven't done it. Like, I'm not even going to. I haven't done it. So, next week, I'm definitely going to bring one back. Um, we're definitely going to get the motivational episodes going back. Um, but with that being said, guys, stay blessed, stay warm, stay cool, because it's hot out here, man. Wear your mask, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.